And we're back on a Thursday. Coming up, a joint House-Senate committee will soon review the federal government's use of the Emergencies Act. And much like the act itself, the process to review its use is proving to be pretty controversial. And coming up, we have got the person to comment on this and to talk about this, Perrin Beatty, who was the original architect way back in 1987 of the Emergencies Act. Perrin Beatty will join us coming up inside the next 10 minutes. But first, let's get back to these uh, gas prices in and around $1.70 a liter. We're expecting another price hike overnight. It's closing in on $2 a liter in British Columbia. So these rising gas prices, what does it mean for the growing EV market? Let's ask our friend Kenneth Bocour, host of the EV Revolution Show, who joins us now. Kenneth, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jeff. Thanks for having me on. Well, thanks for being here as always. As I mentioned, closing in on $2 a liter for gas. Uh, is there a correlation here, Kenneth? I mean, the uh, the rising price of gas, uh, do manufacturers expect the demand for EVs to rise with it? Yeah, it is a pattern that seems to happen all the time, especially over the last couple of years when gas prices do tend to spike. People do start looking at other alternatives. You know, first, do I need a big SUV or a pickup truck? And second, uh, do can I change that into an electric vehicle of some sort? And with the amount of choice that's here and that continues to hit the marketplace, it certainly is much more attractive as the gas prices go up to look at switching to an EV. Okay. Can you give us the numbers? I mean, is having an electric vehicle an EV? You and I have talked, so many others have, that it is the future. A lot of auto manufacturers believe it's the future as well as they're shifting their assembly plants now to build EVs. But to break down the numbers for us, if you could, Kenneth, does it make sense to your pocketbook to go electric versus gas? It definitely does. We're pretty blessed here in Ontario specifically to have clean and cheap electricity. And if you have the availability to home charge your EV, which a lot of people do. So some listeners may be saying, well, I live in a condo or I live, I have on-street parking. It may be tough, but for the vast majority of folks that have a single family dwelling or someplace that they have access to an outside plug or, or put a plug into their garage, then you're refueling your car, so to speak, at your home for most of the time. And that cost is very cheap. I do about 2,000 kilometers a month, Jeff, and it costs me $40 to drive that 2,000 that 2, kilometers in a, in a Tesla Model 3. Um, and, and that mileage could go up. So that's my average home charging because it's really cheap to charge overnight, eight and a half to 11 cents here in Ontario. So you can just right away, you can picture yourself if you were to do 2000 kilometers in your vehicle, how much that would cost in gas alone. And also the maintenance, as we've talked about, is relatively cheaper because there's less moving parts, no oil changes. A lot of that routine maintenance that gets done for internal combustion vehicles is not required on electric vehicles. So you get additional savings on lower maintenance costs. And then there are even some cases, Jeff, where insurance can be cheaper because of the safety, uh, the high safety scores and the, the structural rigid, or, you know, rigidity and all that stuff that EVs bring from a safety element and a lot of the anti-avoidance and anti-collision measures, technologies, that sometimes you can get lower insurance rates as well. Mm-hmm. Just back to the charging for a second. Sorry, you said it's roughly eight and a half cents uh, per liter to charge your EV. Is that correct? 
eight and a half cents per kilowatt. Kilowatt, okay. Yeah, per kilowatt, yeah. Yeah, so how does kilowatt. that translate to what we're seeing right now per liter gas prices? I mean, is it still well, well below that? Because I think a yes. lot of people are wondering, as we talk, kind of the sure, I'll switch to EV, but eventually uh, down the road, the price of electricity, is it going to become as expensive as gas is? Well, you know, we can't predict the future there. That's a great question. It certainly could rise, but I don't see that happening because, you know, EVs, again, are not even 10% of the overall market space. And it's going to be a long time as we see this slow continued growth. So, you know, it would be against the electricity providers' business models to really start cranking up prices too much if they don't, if they can't capture all of that demand. Our grid is pretty stable. Yes, there are areas where it can be improved, but there's lots of opportunity for increased uh, electricity delivery in to consumers in Ontario, and they can do it still at a relatively cheap price. And, you know, again, relative to gas prices, uh, if I were to do 2,000 kilometers in, in our daughter's Nissan Versa, that would probably cost about a hundred. She's getting about, about 50 bucks, 50 to 60 bucks on a 500 kilometer range. So you do the math there. You know, it's about uh, a fifth or, or even a sixth now of the price of gas. Because as gas continues to climb, EV fueling, specifically from home, home charging, is that much less. In the meantime, a lot of attention on Tuesday's State of the Union address. President Biden, he has spoken about tax credits for buying made-in-America EVs. Uh, where does that stand right now, and what does that mean for Canada, do you think, Kenneth? Yeah, it did quite, uh, or bring up quite the stir, um, because what they're trying to focus on, obviously, is the bait in the USA, and then, of course, he's also wrapping in union-made products specifically to give an advanced uh, additional um, EV rebate uh, incomes or incentives. The current EV tax credit in the U.S. is $7,500. And it's not like what we have here federally where you get money off the purchase price of a vehicle. In the U.S., it's something that you were to claim on your taxable income come income tax time. And it basically is for qualifying folks that make 250000 or less. And depending on how much you make, you can get up to $7,500 dollars on a tax credit. Now, some OEMs have already passed the phase out for that, like GM and Tesla, because they've sold more than 200,000 EVs. And that's where the clip level is currently in the U.S. And Toyota and Ford will achieve those sales later on this year. They'll pass those clip levels. So what that means is that a lot of people won't be able to qualify. So what President Biden has done is come out with a new proposal to say, we're going to give you a $7,500 baseline, another 500 bucks at the battery pack is made in the USA and 4,500 if it's made by, in the USA by a unionized environment. And that's where the Canadian shakeup comes because there are a lot of vehicles that A, are made here in Canada um, that are made by unionized uh, workers as well, but of course they're not made in the USA. So that creates a bit of a worrisome uh, opportunity for the market for the Canadian automakers that are building vehicles here. But also there are ramifications in the U.S. You've got all the other major providers. Um, this, this Really, this additional uh, union-type labor credit really only impacts the Detroit guys. But you've got people like Toyota, VW, Mercedes, BMW, Honda, and so on, Nissan, that run plants in the U.S. that are, are fall under non-unionized labor. So they, of course, are wondering, hey, what about us? We're building a lot of uh, EVs. We're ramping up productions. We're investing more in the U.S. Uh, why don't you include us? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of Canadians are saying the same thing. What about us? Is there any chance? Is there any pressure at all to have a similar $7,500 uh, tax credit to uh, those of us here in Canada looking to purchase an EV? 
Well, certainly in Canada, I know that the federal government, of course, continues on with their program. I don't think we'll see any uh, any advances in monies uh, from a Canadian federal perspective. Uh, we are hoping that we may either a see a party change in our provincial election coming up. Um, I know that the um, Green Party have, has already come out and supported that they will we they would bring back an EV incentive, I think up to 12000 if I'm not mistaken. I forget what I read recently. Uh, I believe the NDP are on the same platform. I'm not sure about the Liberals. And we're not 100% sure about the Conservatives, whether or not they would indeed bring back an actual EV rebate like we had before in the $14,000 range. Um, uh, obviously, uh, Premier Ford has put out some uh, monies towards your stickers, renewals, and things like that, but it's, it's a very small amount of sum, uh, some amount of money. So I am hoping that we would see that come back to help stimulate further EV growth, specifically here in Ontario. All right. Well, with these higher gas prices and a lot of people considering an electric vehicle, a lot of people are hoping for a return of those uh, tax credits for EVs. Kenneth, appreciate uh, the time as always. Thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Thank you. Take care. You too. Kenneth Bocour is host of the EV Revolution Show. You can find that on YouTube. And we're back after this. You're listening to The Jeff MacArthur Show. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.